Today on the God Pod, Abby went viral by claiming <laughs> that she was she created Emily in Paris. I did hear that the the creator of the actual creator of Emily in Paris heard about that and was very not happy with me. <laughs> you should do Emily in Paris type things in New York, right? Oh, I am Abby working in New on. York. You got a beret? Get you a beret. <laughs> Abby in New York. That's genius. I mean, you got to work on the new season. I must be hot then because I can't do math. That's what I'm saying. It's for my it's for my himbos and my bembos. Because uh, women baby. are not the women <laughs> are not the only ones who can't do math. Okay, everyone can't do math. Hi everyone, God here. You're listening to the God Pod. I'm here today with my pals, Jesus and Mary Mags. What's up, gang? Hey, friends. Hi, everyone. Yeah, we're also here today with comedian Abby Govindan. Thanks for stopping by. Of course, thanks for having me. Tell us about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so I'm a stand-up comedian and writer. Um, I am based out of New York City. Um, I tell jokes on stage. I'm a moron on stage, and I somehow make a living off of it. Uh, Sometimes I... I'm a moron in writing and, again, get paid for it for some reason. But that is wow. literally what my days consist I, of. Who can relate? I know I can. I'm a moron, too. For uh, free? Yeah. Well, no, for pay. Okay. We'll, uh, great. We'll, we'll talk to you more about your life. I'm a cell laugh. You know, I sell my laughs. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you more about your life as a comedian in a moment. But first, our top story. Jesus, read this headline. Uh-oh. This must be a Ukraine related. Oh no. Heaven's famous rainbow bridge has collapsed. That's right. Heaven. Chaos engulfed heaven today after the rainbow bridge suddenly collapsed during rush hour. Mm-hmm. Thousands of fur babies were crossing the rainbow bridge at the time. Most fell off during the collapse and are presumed in hell. Oh my <laughs> gosh. The infrastructure of heaven has been an issue for several centuries as usual god was unavailable for comment. God, why did you do now? Why haven't you invested in our infrastructure? So, no you're, telling, so you're telling me the taxation system in heaven is just as bad as on earth? <laughs> Not just that, we don't invest in our systems no comment listen what do you think jesus this is a fun way to start out the episode right a little fake news oh it's fake oh thank god oh sure okay. oh, because because yeah i'm not oh. agreeing to this this is fake news oh. i mean sure it happened oh but i'm calling it fake news okay <laughs> All right. but you see isn't it fun because it's a little oh this is the bad place got it <laughs> Got it. So this is your fault and you're not taking credit. Got this is it. a new thing. I like it. It gets my bless already. Okay. Well, Mary will. Mary and I will look into this and repair yeah. the bridge because apparently you're not doing anything about it. I'm just head of HR. I have nothing to do with infrastructure management. All of those mansions. Uh, I don't know if they're up to code. Um, probably the, not. The dog heaven, dog heaven is in like disrepute. It's horrible. What is wealth distribution like in heaven? Oh. Ask him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there's haven't enough seen, time. Haven't seen a raise in a millennia, but it's fine. It's <laughs> oh, so I have nothing to look forward to. Not that I would have ended up in heaven, anyways. I <laughs> my heart's in the right place. Let's move on to the interview with you, Abby. Yeah, wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun? All right. Sure. Well, well, welcome to the God Pod, Abby. Thank you. Welcome. We're so honored to have you. So you're a comedian. What is the job of the comedian? Is it to save your country from foreign invaders? Yeah, I would say. Well, first of all, comedian is the reason I'm going to hell um, because it's the most embarrassing job. It's so obnoxious. Oh, 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 oh. Embarrassing? Embarrassing. Oh, for sure. I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) I think that... uh, You could be a member of Congress. Okay, (laughs) second most embarrassing job that there is. Thank you. Um, Yeah, well, I just think that being a comedian is the most obnoxious thing about me. And so uh, a funny thing that happens is people will be like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh, I'm a comedian. And they're like, oh, that's the dream. But what pays the bills? And I'm like, no, 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 no. If, if I was doing something else for money, <laughs> that would definitely be the first thing that I, I would tell you about. Right. You know? um, like they covered that in Seinfeld. Like they're never they can never believe that he is making money. 
you know, on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it goes back a long time. Yeah. yeah, it goes back a long time, especially because I'm an Indian girl, I guess. I don't look like a stand-up comedian. And so um, that's a question that I – that's a comment I get a lot more, though. But isn't that the wonderful thing about comedy? It doesn't matter what you look like. She, yeah, right? I mean, um, it does a little bit. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I mean, anybody can – it's like uh, Ratatouille. Anybody can cook. That's true. You that know? is very true. And I always say there's no barrier to entry for comedy. And so um, I do, I feel very passionate about gatekeeping in comedy. I think it happens yeah. a little bit more than it should. Mm-hmm. Um, a how lot many of- Instagram followers do you have? Uh, how many Twitter followers do you have? That's how I'm going to decide whether you get booked tonight. Well, actually, I found <laughs> Not that whether or not you're funny. I found that it's, it's uh, it, I mean, like that helps a lot for sure. Um, but I found that a lot of times people underestimate internet comedians. And so that is exactly. something that I've struggled with as well. Um, but uh, people who go the more traditional route uh, tend to like gatekeep comedy. Um, there's a lot of people who are like comedy is like a craft and not everyone can do it. And, you know, um, it's like takes a genius to be a comedian. And I don't believe that at all. Um, and what and, is that really? Yeah, everyone sucks when they first started and it's just like any (laughs) exactly yeah and everyone sucks when they start like I always say whenever people Mm -hmm. ask me for my advice I'm like you're gonna be bad for a while like yeah you may have good jokes but in terms of presentation feeling comfortable on stage like that's something even I struggle with and I've been doing this almost four years now um and but like just like any other craft you hone it and you get better you know there's so many comedians so many famous comedians, comedians that you and I love who, um, you know, when I'm talking to other people uh, on the scene, they'll be like, oh, you know, so-and-so famous comedian with a Netflix special. We never thought he or she would make it. Like I used to do open (laughs) mics with them, you know, they used to be bad and then they just perfected their craft. They kept going, they kept hustling and then they got a Netflix special or, you know, they got a Comedy Central special. And so um, it's amazing what perseverance can do. Yeah. And so I'm very big on like anyone can do this um, and anyone should. Like if if you uh, practice stand up in the shower, if you find yourself watching comedy specials and getting really ex- excited by the idea of being on a stage, then do it. I mean, it's so scary. It never. There's just so much more excitement and possibility in the creative arts. Yeah. There's so many things, directions you can go as opposed to learning one thing by the book and then just doing that over and over and over again the rest of your life you know like there's there's some magic to it you know yeah. what i mean like the power of creativity for uh but you have to be yeah you should be pretty smart though because i i took like a stand-up comedy class once and there were definitely some people in there that were just not the brightest oh yeah know, yeah the sharpest <laughs> or the sharpest but i mean they deserve to be there just as much as you deserve to be there you know it's, it's well, yeah a shot Give him a chance, God. Give him a chance. Come on. Give him a chance, God. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. But yeah, you know, God, God, you know, I love them. Yeah. Uh, They tend to gravitate towards the bad jokes, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that's really interesting. Oh yeah, let's talk about your uh, your religious beliefs. Are you? Do you believe in me? Um, actually, so here's something really interesting. When I went to college, um, I was a staunch atheist. I was like, God doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Scientifically, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. And I went to a Jesuit school and Jesuit means it's a, it's like a, a more liberal twist on a liberal arts degree. And so part of the requirement for Jesuit schools is that you have to take two theology classes. And I walked into these theology classes being an atheist, but I walked out being an agnostic. And the reason is because in my second theology class, we had to write an essay called um, why uh, the existence of science does not disprove the existence of God and how science could be a metaphor for like the Bible or the Quran or really any religious text. And um, also the ultimate theory for the existence of God is uh, the domino effect, right? Every effect has a cause. And so what is the ultimate cause? Speaking of effects and cause, I don't mean to interrupt your very interesting thing. Was there a smoke alarm going off behind you? Yeah, so there like, is. Roommate, grab it and throw it out the window, maybe. <laughs> no, so I'm Indian, and um, we do a lot of pujas. Pujas, <laughs> like the Hindu like ceremony. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Actually, I don't know if there's a Christian equivalent. It involves smoke alarms. 
it involves so it there's a lot of lighting of the incense and stuff and so we disabled our smoke alarm. oh yeah catholics got that too oh yeah yeah so we disabled our smoke alarm it's something that every podcast recording <laughs> points out <laughs> um there is unfortunately there is nowhere in the house that the smoke alarm doesn't go off uh, i stopped hearing it actually because it's been <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i can't hear it anymore that's incredible yeah because it's been like this since i was like 10 so and i'm 24 now so 14 years oh i heard it that time you've been listening to Um, this life for 14 years i think this explains your brain yeah i think it does no sorry you were saying something very intelligent it's fine it's like it it out to an extent no we can't now not now not that we talked about it it's part of the the episode (laughs) it's canon it's canon um yeah no uh the domino effect is what i was talking about so every effect has a cause and so what is the ultimate cause and so by that logic there there has to be some there has to be some like greater uh, power that was the ultimate cause. Like there has to be some sort of origin and um, that like omnipotent force would technically be God. And so I think a lot of people who Damn are, right. Who are, that's right. Yeah. A lot of people who are atheists, I think, and not to, you know, shame anyone's religious beliefs by any means, but a lot of people who are atheists, you ask them why they're atheists and, and they talk about science, but they also talk about organized religion and how much havoc it's reached, wreaked over the course of, you know, centuries, millennium, whatever. And so I think that organized religion and the concept of an ultimate higher power can be separated. Um, I think that there is an ultimate higher power and I think that different cultures interpreted it differently Dude, I'm and, so high. and attributed. <laughs> Are you actually? Yeah. Oh, is this? I wake up in the morning. I have a gummy. And then before the podcast, I have another one. So this is a oh, lot for you. Right that's... Now. This is like, whoa. This is what I have to deal with at work. So you're trying to have a very important discussion about faith and how it shows up in different cultures and contexts. And then it's the white man talking about his he's high. Mary, yeah. please, please. When it, you know, when it comes to smart, I know he's like a being or whatever. When it comes but, to smart yeah. stuff, Mary, just like, you know, feel free to intervene and talk to Abby on this. Like, well, I just. Mostly, I've been loving the conversation. Thank you, Mary. Um, I wrote my thesis about Calvinism and uh, predestination being anti-Black. And also, if all go all dogs going to heaven is an expression of modern day Calvinism. So, <laughs> Calvinism. What? What? Yeah. Calvinism, I think it was what? It was the one is that, that like Calvin and Hobbes or what is Calvinism? No, that uh, Thomas Jefferson, that was his belief system, ah. I think. And it was just that. We are predestined as to where we are going, heaven or hell. And um, there's, I mean, it gives life a certain futility, doesn't it? That's fucked up, Thomas. Exactly. So, um, so people believed in that. And then uh, I do think that all dogs going to heaven, like automatically, what if it's a chihuahua? Like chihuahuas (laughs) are really bitey and they're assholes, you know? So should they automatically fucking go to heaven? I don't know. Like Calvinism maybe dropped the ball on the whole dogs thing. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. This whole idea that all dogs go to heaven, it's like, sure, that's what we tell people publicly because they get very, very crunchy about the rainbow bridge. Mm. But... (laughs) like but secretly they don't all go to heaven no it's fucked up yeah yeah the chihuahuas are definitely or or those little rat dogs those don't (laughs) go to heaven exactly they can't go to heaven so i just feel like calvinism has to you know has some flaws it yeah it has to make some space not all rat dogs some some rats my rule is are you some rat dogs go to heaven are you an incessant (laughs) barker i can't stand these dogs that are barking at every little thing all day every day if, okay, we're, we're not those having, dogs go to that's hell. Not those Jesus dogs decides. straight to hell. Those dogs have anxiety problems. Anxiety yeah, problems. Are we messed up, Jesus? Yo, we're gonna get canceled for saying some dogs go to hell. <laughs> we're gonna lose <laughs> half our audience. Just the Rainbow like, Bridge story alone. Moms. If that's what took me down, then I'm fine with it. You know? <laughs> no, you know how white people love their dog, their doggos, and their poppers. Whoa, just they use, do. Just using they the love phrase dogs like, more wait than a minute. black people. Just even using yeah. the phrase I white hate- people. <laughs> we're we're shredding followers because they, they're like you know when the covid shit when i really was like okay this this vaccine shit is real mm. you know was when they started giving the vaccine to the zoo animals 
I was like, okay, the vaccine is safe because they would never fuck <laughs> right, with a tiger right. or anything. That's like that. so you know funny. Saying? That's so funny. That was the moment when it was like, oh, cats can catch COVID. Then you saw white people change their fucking tune. Yeah. It was like, wear a fucking mask, man. Yeah. Wear a fucking mask. And then looking at I mean, um, it's true. From the, it's true. The 1812 pandemic. The cats had masks on. You go look up pictures of people in the Dust Bowl during the fucking Spanish flu. The cats had masks on. They had masks on. It's fucking amazing, well, bro. Like, and then who do you love more, humans or animals? That's a question. That's a philosophical question that keeps humans going around and around all day. Oh, well, the, an, the answer for me is most definitely animals. I've always been an animal rights activist. Mm. And um, mm. when I was a kid, I was convinced... And let's be honest, some part of me is still convinced that I can talk to them. Uh, <laughs> okay, but, Abby Doolittle, let's yeah. go. <laughs> what did they tell you? What have they said? What did they tell you? Yeah. Uh, they told me They told me about, and this is completely true, by the way. Um, I had a whole conversation with the ocean once. I was convinced I could talk to the ocean. You probably about the can. downfall. Ayahuasca? Yeah, I was like I was like 12 or something. And I, I had about the downfall of humanity. Wow. The ocean was like, please stop polluting me. And I was like, Aww. I wish I could do anything about it. It. You was the Greta Thunberg before oh, Greta Lisa Thunberg. Simpson. Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> with it, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, did you guys did you know this? Abby went viral by claiming <laughs> that she was she created Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. Now I have a bone to pick with you because I saw that fucking tweet and sent it to everybody that I know. Um, and I was like Look, even the creator of Emily in Paris is perplexed. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I'm not going to lie. I felt for it, too. I was like, the creator, God, of, em- the creator of Emily in Paris follows me. This is amazing. <laughs> I am a 24-year-old Indian girl who still lives with her parents. I assure you I did not create Emily in Paris. I did hear that the, the creator of the actual creator of Emily in Paris heard about that and was yeah. very not happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, tough shit, whoever you so are. So if I die under mysterious circumstances, please look into Darren Starr first. <laughs> um, yeah, the name of was... the person is Darren Starr? Yeah, sounds like a fake name. Made it? up, made up, fake news. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that is something I did. That was really cool. Was um, I was at a house. I was at a house party recently with people who are not online, like pretty much at all. Like, um, isn't that always weird? I tried to convince people yesterday that you know white people don't wash their legs, and they just kept looking at me perplexed. <laughs> like, if you were on Twitter, oh no, more, Mary, this would you're be gonna understandable. Get into... Have you even this seen the review we got, Mary? <laughs> oh. We're going to read it later. It's about this thing you keep bringing up. We're going to get into that. White people don't wash their legs. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher told us. He oh, that's true. It. That's true. You have Taylor Swift. Listen, folks, she she's, done, she's done her research. And so have yeah. I. Uh, we'll get into that. But, uh, Abby, who are some of your comedic influences? <laughs> Who are some of comedic influences? Oh, real quick, I wanted to finish the story. Um, oh, I was yeah. at a house party with people who weren't online, and one of them, and I don't know, someone brought up Emily in Paris, like being renewed for season two. And one of them was like, Did you know that that show was originally about an Indian girl? But when the creator pitched it with an Indian girl, the Netflix exec spit <gasps> in her face and called her racial slurs. No. I, was like, I was like, Oh, <laughs> that sounds like Netflix. So, yeah, I was like, sounds yeah. about right. That's just what Netflix um, HQ is like. Anyway, anyway, uh, comedic influences. Um, I always list uh, John Mulaney, Hassan Minaj, Ali Wong as my top three. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Aparnan and Cherla and Hari Kundabalu and Amar Rahman, three comedians I discovered in high school who, um, like, before then, I had never really seen an Indian comedian outside of Russell Peters. Um, and I'd never seen an Indian woman comedian either. And so those three... I mean, like those, I should say six people, um, I think really uh, shaped the trajectory of my career. Um, I was able to open for Hassan recently. So that was wow. really cool. Um, I, yeah, I opened for Hari a couple of years ago, like right before the pandemic hit. That was really cool. So you're getting I mean, to meet for, your, your heroes. Well, I don't yeah, know if I I've should call them for, heroes. 
I mean, now they're colleagues. They're not colleagues. I should not be calling them that. That's so irresponsible. Um, If any of them are listening, I'm sorry. That was a joke. I'm sure that they would say Um, yes. I mean, if you open for someone, (laughs) you're definitely their colleague. Yeah. I feel like you're, I don't know, uh, opening for someone feels like you're their employee. I also got to open for Russell Peters, so that was really cool. Um, Employee, colleagues. These are just semantics. <laughs> that's I guess that's true. I guess like your boss is your is your boss. Your colleague. Oh, no, totally. Sure. Colleague is, is very, the, you know, broad. Insofar as it's someone that you work with. But like um, we could be almost be considered colleagues, right, Jesus? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Right, Mary? That is true. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my comedic influences. Um, I found myself really shaped by John Mulaney's bits. He does a lot of metaphor, and I really, really enjoy metaphors. Oh, Jesus I loves metaphor that- too. I yeah people yeah, tell yeah. me I sound like John Mulaney as well. What do you think of that, Abby? No, not at all. Okay, never mind. Not at all. <laughs> you gotta not do the lines, okay? I know, I know. The... I can't think of any. Off I'm the top new of... in town. You I'm actually sound town. like you're a dead ringer to me. You sound. You know what else you sound like? You Who? sound like that one character off of Big Mouth. Oh, okay, I don't. Oh watch. yeah, I don't know which <laughs> one. Wait, he's he in like all Big of Mouth, them, honestly. Who's actually voiced by John Mulaney? That's okay, I was gonna say. I'm... Oh, cool. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta just uh, include uh, in order to do a John Mulaney impression. I think you just have to include random facts. Like you have to be like at three in the afternoon, or like my office is in the garage and stuff like that. Yeah, like, Jesus, you just... if you get yourself a script and really work Listen, on it, you yeah. can crush it. My office, it's in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting there. I had a really good one about a year ago, I promise you. (laughs) No, I believe it. You have to have a script because even he's running off a script when he does his material. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. You'll work on it, Jesus. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. And so he, I mean, like he has that one bit I always say is my favorite, which is Why Buy the Cow? Um, And uh, that one, it talks, he talks about like why the saying, why buy the cow when she's giving you the milk for free, which of course means like, why have sex with a woman um, if, or why marry a woman if she's already having sex with you? And that he goes into that whole metaphor and and that was one of the funniest and I rewatch it to this day and it still makes me laugh. And so he's really shaped um, my career. Um, Aparna and Sherla talked about her mental health on stage, which I think, um, doesn't like people don't really Indian women don't really. Do yeah. Enough. That was really powerful. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And so, uh, things like that. I mean, like Hassan has this like energy on stage, um, that I feel like has shaped my, the way that I, you know, go about trying to be on stage. Like he's very mm. captivating people hang on to his every word. And so, um, yeah, those You're are my right. That is a great point about he's got this energy, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, those are the people that I try to emulate when I go on stage. Um, and it's, it's worked well for me so far. Um, I am doing well for myself. You are, but you're a comedian. I am. I mean, like, listen, if you need money, don't be ashamed to ask (laughs) God. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, people assume I'm a failing comedian because I still live with my parents, but I'm here. But you're moving, so you're from Texas, but you're moving to New York. I Yeah, yeah, So I'm moving to New York actually the day after tomorrow, which is why at the beginning of the episode I said I'm based in New York because I'm assuming by the time the episode comes out, I will be in New York. Yeah, it will <laughs> be on Thursday, so that's actually perfect oh, timing. Man. This is how you can celebrate your first day in New York. Like, what's up? I'm on the God Pod. Everyone will be like, you should do Emily in Paris type things in New York, right? (gasps) Oh, I am working on. You got a beret? Get you a beret. (laughs) (laughs) Abby in New York. That's Um, genius. I mean, you got to work on the new season, so as the creator, so that makes a lot of sense. Of course. Get you a beret, toss it in the air. Love is all around. (laughs) You're going to make it after all. Bang waiters, everything that happens in that show. Mm hmm. I, I assume that happened. Fuck a 17-year-old? Yeah, fuck I didn't. I, oh, is that she what does happened? That. She oh, does God. that? Ah. See, I she haven't, does that. See, I haven't watched it. Oh, she, okay, here's what's crazy. Is her boss makes like a move on her, her married boss. And then someone is like, oh, in France, we just see our, like, you know, love as like. Whatever. Right, like, I did they, see that part somehow. Yeah, and then she's like, fucking my boss is unethical. And I was like, bitch, you fucked a 17 year old, but your boss is where you draw the line. Your older boss, your older boss who consented. And then like the crazy thing is after she fucked the 17 year old, uh, his mom (laughs) comes in and she's like, he's 17. And then Emily is like afraid that she's about to get in trouble. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's a crime. 
not in not in France. But anyway, there's no statutory rape. Here. That's not a crime in France. No. Right? Yeah, and wow. um, and then the mom is like, "No, I don't care about. I don't care about that. Uh, is my son good in bed?" Wow. And, <laughs> so that's like, why that show was a big hit. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Abby in New York is a more ethical Emily in Paris. Also, you don't have to worry about that annoying like, or should it be Abby? In, in New York. <laughs> you have to York. honor the culture. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you? Uh, I don't. I also don't date anyone more than like a year or two younger than me. So. Oh, of course. None of the none of the shady shit. What about um, taller, but, shorter, short kings need um, apply or no? Short kings need apply. That's a good question. Yeah. Are you um, an equal I, opportunity employer? I am an equal opportunity employer. Okay. Um, I do prefer to date taller men, but only because I feel like as an Indian woman, I'm already like I'm I'm tall and I'm five eight. This is tall for and and a girl, and I feel like I'm already masculinized by like society. And so I feel like if I were to date someone it's shorter, okay. that would just be something that I'm insecure about. So that's my one. Con- the heart caveat, wants what it wants. Sorry, short kings. Exactly. I just yeah, like sorry, saying short kings. kings. Okay. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> So that's amazing. You're going to crush it in New York. Obviously, there's a big comedy scene there. You're going to crush it in New York. And I have I have the literal blessing of mm. of uh, the Holy Trinity. So Exactly. If God is with you, who mm-hmm. could be against you? Uh, do you- <laughs> a couple people. <laughs> Look for Abby <laughs> in uh, around the comedy scene and around New York. Buy the yeah, tickets, folks. Do. Buy the merch. Good luck got with merch. And, Buy the merch. And follow her on merch. Twitter. I do have merch. Dumphim.net is where you can find my merch. It's a lot of fun. I uh, worked with an Indian graphic designer. Um, I worked, uh, I partnered with my friend Isaiah Washington, who's a black TikToker. He has 1.3 million followers. <gasps> like every step of the way, I've really prioritized diversity um, mm. in everything that I do, comedy, merch selling and stuff. And, and the line is going great. So if anyone is looking for some funny merch, we have a lot of funny stuff. One of them says, your boyfriend is ugly. Another one says, go down and your girlfriend or I will um, <laughs> hot hot people the one that sells the best is hot girls can't do math oh the funny one about the hot girls can't do math one is um, so many women reached out to me and they were like this is the reason women don't go into STEM I was oh like really gosh. this is the reason <laughs> like, my sweater like a girl was that gonna, t-shirt yeah <laughs> a girl was gonna major in mechanical engineering but then she saw the sweater and was like actually I'm gonna do psychology I was gonna <laughs> Go to Paris to model, but instead I will do math. <laughs> yeah, hot girls can't do math is the top seller. Hot people can't do math. Close, close second. I must be hot then because I can't do math. That's what I'm saying. It's for my, it's for my himbos and my thembos. Because uh, women baby. are not the women are not the only ones who can't do math. Okay, everyone can't do. I math. aspire um, to smooth brain. That's me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that website again? Dump him.net. Oh, that's so good. That's so easy. That's dump, him. dump D-U-M-P, him, H-I-M, dot net. I'm going to get one Not of those hot people can't net. do math things because that's... Yeah, please do. That's me to a T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, I... um. Well, I did a I did a, a podcast a couple years ago now, actually, called Math Therapy. And um, it's about people, like, working through their math trauma. And I was talking about how sometimes to break stereotypes, you have to fall into the stereotypes. Like, um, a lot of... Like, you're we like, trauma. oh, women should... Wow. Yeah, women, I think that's what I have. women should. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so we're always like, oh, women should go into STEM. But also there are some women who can't do math and that's OK. In the same vein of like women should be able to enter the workforce. But there are some women who are content staying at home and, you know, being homemakers. And that's OK. And so that's why I was like, in order to break stereotypes, sometimes we have to fulfill them. And I'm an Indian girl. A lot of Indian people are just like really good at math. Um, some naturally, some work really hard. I don't want to undercut that by any means. But math was never my strong suit. Past For whatever reason, field. culturally, it just ends in that. Result. I didn't get the math gene. And you, you know what's though? crazy? Is okay, both, not you. Both my parents. You yeah, both my parents are in STEM. Yeah, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I don't know where the comedy gene came from. Well, I do, I do get my sense of humor from my mom. Isn't there I math mean, in comedy too, though? Mm, when you I really mean, like, break it down, like timing. in joke, formula, structure, I think that all of these things congeal. 
mm-hmm. math, art. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So like there are formulas to things. Like um, I always talk about like, you know, the mechanism of a good punchline laughs and, you know, um, yeah, laughs per minute, punchline per minute ratio. Um, so in that sense, there is math and comedy, sure. But uh, nothing you need a degree for. Like I said, anyone can do this. If I can do it, truly anyone. You, he- you heard it, folks. If you want to be good at comedy... Take some classes in math. That's what I'm going to do. Study mechanical engineering. That's what I'm going to do. I've done everything else. Yeah. I've read all the stupid books. Yeah. Well, thank you, Abby. We're going to move on to the rest of the show, but uh, we look forward to hanging out with you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So next, we're going to read a review. Buckle up. Please, 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 Daddy. Please let me. Buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up. Who should read this one? I'm I'm absolutely reading this. All right. Great, great, great. great, So much. Have a good day. Now, the title, Be Better Than the Other Side. The author, Benodan? Benodan. Yes. uh, From the U.S. and gave us a three-star rating. He Hmm. says, or they say, rather. While I appreciate the criticism of conservatives and Christian nationalists, this show has dropped a couple of stars for hypocrisy. For example, Mary will say stuff like white people don't wash their legs. Think how the God pot would react if some jerk said black people don't wash arms. Another is God often says Elon Musk's dad owned an emerald mine. That's a gross exaggeration. He owned a small share. That's like (laughs) me owning Apple stock and saying I owned Apple. You have uh-huh. to be better than the Fox News types if you're going to criticize the Fox News types. Your favorite, ho- my favorite host combo is God, Jesus, and Satan. Oh, well, nice! Wow. Thank you so mm, much. All right, little... let's move on. This was a great review. So, why are we moving on? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> Jesus trying to whitewash. <laughs> what? Trying to whitewash God Pod reviews? <laughs> Absolutely. The last white man who washed his feet was Jesus, and he didn't even do that. Exactly. Whoa. Why do you? Jesus and the Pope have to wash people's feet. It was one of the women who was following the the disciples, and she washed his feet with her tears and her hair. So it wasn't fully (laughs) thorough. Okay. And we don't even know that Jesus was a white man. Y'all keep saying that he was. Anyways, now moving on swiftly. I did not make this up. No, you didn't. I, I don't have that. No, I don't have that much time to be. Um, you, creating... you did your own research, right? Exactly. There? I'm not creating. You were on Clubhouse. You Here's talked the to thing. A, a lot no, of no, white no. people. No, God. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Here's the thing. Everything I have learned about white folks' hygiene habits has been against my will. Okay. I didn't go looking for this. Naturally. So true. Na- naturally. That is so true. They just like give Volunteer. up that information. God bless you. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. they're going to say that it's me. They always say it's me. Right. They, for about a month, were volunteering this information. Remember, your friends, one your thread. friends, your colleagues. There was and again, this is not done Twitter. out of hate. This is done out of love. I'm pointing it out. I'm just saying, right. if you're not that, that's okay. A hit dog will holler. Don't be a hit dog. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. If you know you are watching, spread the gospel because folks ain't doing it out here. That that. I, and I got to be honest, mm-hmm. I wasn't washing my feet. And I talked to <sighs> another black friend this weekend, Perry. Who's because I've got two. Aren't you impressed? That's it, though. But then um, <laughs> they they said they mentioned loofahs and wash towels. Those are good. Those are how important. she she I was like, I don't even friend, want to ask you what your lotion in is like. There she was like, <laughs> I was like, I made a joke alluding to this. She and she who's married to a white man is like, you know, they don't I found out they don't use wash towels or loofahs. They don't, use wash they don't scrub. Mm-hmm. And I was like. What's that? Hey, what do you guys use? <laughs> what? Thank his you, Abby. hands. His hands. You don't use. They use hands. God, you oh, got to get rid of those dead skin cells. And the thing that bothers me is that cleanliness is close to godliness, and I'm supposedly, dirty. supposedly. Yeah. Right. Again, I didn't make this up. Even you know, from um, white people's uh, what is it? Bible stories. I think y'all call it friends. Um, <laughs> Jesus's favorite show. Yeah, that was a whole <laughs> thing about Joey. And 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 oh, so it's okay when they do the story about it. Exactly. But it was when like, you oh. say it, then it's racist. Okay, so thank you. I, I just have to say, I I said also oh, it's impossible really? to be racist against white people. I'm done now. Right, right, right. Well, prejudice, not racist. Prejudice, right? Exactly. But the uh, and it's possible that a great number of people are not washing their feet. Or it's a lot of work. But I I dropped everything. I went upstairs and I scrubbed. And let me tell you, I came out. And I finally felt godly. 
Oh, good. You know, it was amazing. Yeah. Apparently, you're supposed to scrub away the dead skin. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It doesn't fall off on its own. All people, all melanated people across the world hit that. I was about to say, yeah. Our parents are There's something very very interesting going on there. And Korean folks. Korean folks will beat the dirt off of you and scare it. They will scare it into submission. I love the bathhouse experience. Right, but this this observation is not set out of bigotry or prejudice. It's just an observation about the cultural differences that, Uh you know, we're experiencing. But uh, this other point about Elon Musk's dad, I love this. He only owned a a small share. (laughs) A little bit of an illegal diamond mine. Just enough to make them super duper rich. So that he had had a head start in life. um, And listen, am I saying that he's the worst person of all time? No, okay. Yes, maybe, maybe, maybe. Sometimes, sometimes he's he's got issues, man. He's got issues. I think he needs some therapy. And uh, whatever. He sent some drones or something. He's keeping the internet going on in the Ukraine right now, according to one (sighs) report. So that's nice. I don't know about anything about that. All I'm saying is if your parents or anybody in your lineage owned any piece of of, of anything in apartheid South Africa, right? maybe you should, you know, not cape for them. Shut the fuck up. Right. And I... That's all. All great fortunes are built upon evil, aren't they? That's just another example. It makes me mad, damn it. Stop giving it makes me mad how people like worship this guy. It's just what about me? I'm God. Mm. <clears throat> I might not have as much money, but damn, I didn't own a piece of a fucking apartheid emerald mine. Okay. Thanks for your review, Benadine. Uh interesting that your favorite host combos me, Jesus insane. I'm glad that you still like the show. Maybe after hearing our explanations, you realize we're not as bad as the other side. That would be impossible. Ashton Kutcher said he doesn't bathe his children unless they show visible dirt. Oh, yeah. There was that whole thing that happened. How are we forgetting that? Exactly. Visible dirt. Okay. It was that. (laughs) Please don't please don't forget Kristen Bell and Daxton Shepard. Oh, because they're just intrinsically clean. So it's probably what they think. Anyway. Uh, it's just interesting to talk about. We understand that it triggers you. Maybe you'll update your review to a one star. Okay. Let's <laughs> move after this. Well, let's move on to ask God. Doctor V says, "God, would you support federally legal weed if it meant paying a tax on it?" I hope so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's all going to be taxed eventually anyway. Six days, six ways from Sunday. So the states, sure. the states need the money. The countries need the money. Just make it uh, make it legal and um let everybody out of prison that was yeah punished ridiculously for this and let them sell it if they want okay but you have to make sure that the tax money doesn't go to the military yes yeah it can only go to chill causes infrastructure repairing our rainbow bridge things like that right the rainbow bridge the rainbow bridge <laughs> we always forget about the rainbow bridge Purple Squirrel asks, God, what exactly is dark matter and why is there so much of it? That's a good question. Did anyone know? God did not get a STEM degree. <laughs> God can't do Does math. anyone smarter than me want to take a stab at this? Abby, <laughs> Jesus. Dark matter. Mary. Um, no. Okay. I'm pretty. I'm sorry. I don't know what dark matter is. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And also because I'm pretty. That's why I don't know the answer. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe maybe Satan knows. It's like it's kind of like the upside down, you know, in like Stranger Things. I'm gonna dumb this down even further. It's like the flip side of matter, right? Okay. It's the it's the the netherworld apparently. It's approximately eighty five percent of the matter in the universe. So there's a yeah, whole lot dark of dark matter is a component of the universe whose presence is discerned from its gravitational attraction rather than its luminosity. So it takes in light, it doesn't reflect it. Dark matter makes up 30%, as Jesus just said, uh, 1% of the matter energy composition of the universe, and the rest is dark energy and ordinary visible matter. Now, can you explain, can you dumb that down more and explain that to me like I'm four? I think it's just one of those things. We don't know what the fuck it is, but we're just poking it. Right. Like we're poking it. It sounds like it's the opposite of light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's so much more. Like you said, God, the non-luminous matter. There's so much more of that than there is light. Oh, that's crazy. But yet the light has not been overcome, right? The light and the darkness. mm -hmm. Everything the light touches, Simba, is your kingdom. But what about that shadow we place there, Dad? We don't own that part of the universe. Shut the fuck up, Simba. Stop asking hey, stupid questions. I wish I was dead. All right. Uh, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> then he gets killed. All right. It's time to move on. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It took me a minute. <laughs> All right. So I we're going to talk about the news. And... <sighs> On the last episode, you might have remembered Jesus. You heard it. You, I know you, you hear everything. You edit these. Mm-hmm. I was very distraught mm-hmm. over how things are going over there in the world down there mm-hmm. and worried about nuclear war. We talked about that. We did some therapy about that. We just talked about sort of what we're being presented in the news, which is a lot of really sad, horrific stuff is going on. And that's, there's nothing changing that. That is what's happening. Yeah. I was very but, pleased to see that Satan also does not believe that it's going to go to nuclear war. Just like Jesus. Yeah, Satan is also toxically optimistic. <laughs> Satan also believed there would never be another pandemic. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm toxically cynical. Whatever. But uh, I did... There was, I was really struggling. Oh, poor old me. Who gives a shit? But I did finally find some sources of information that gave me more details about what the fuck is going on, which gave me hope, which after which point I slept like a baby. And it's good that Mary is here because we were, we were together at the party on the day that this thing started. And Mary spoke about hope. She happened to give a lot of people listening hope that night. Thank you, Mary. All in the day's work. And I just wanted to read some things that were making me feel better. Okay, so I'll try to power through this. Ah. Uh, so you may have heard of this 40-mile convoy above Kiev, right? It hasn't moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. Now, the thing you have to understand about that is it's completely trapped in the mud. They're trapped there and they are out of gas and there are batteries of their cars have died and all of those vehicles are basically done for and they cannot get supplies to this convoy because the ukrainians keep blowing up the trucks and the the situation is so dire for the russian army now that they are trying to bring in civilian trucks to carry their supplies which are more fragile and easier to destroy than anything so it does not look good from a logistics standpoint for putin uh, putin's invasion of the ukraine that is i did you know about this I knew it hadn't been moving that convoy, but I didn't know those specifics that you were just sharing. But this is a this is a total this is an issue all the way around yeah. for them. So this guy is not a smart general, yo. He's an idiot. Apparently, he consulted with Bashar al-Assad before invading Ukraine. He's the dictator of Syria. They work together on destroying Syria in much the way same way he's trying to do to Ukraine now. Assad apparently replied, go for it. Don't overthink it. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Uh, Because holy shit, it is not going well. Uh, What else? What else happened? Oh, yeah. Look, so they're sending these trucks. I mean, what was that meme? I said, (laughs) these are all these trucks from like the 80s. Yeah, they look like pieces of crap. Like they can't, uh-huh, they aren't uh-huh. able to fight in a war. Isuzu Trooper, circa 2002. Uh, another one on the train was Scooby Doo Van. <laughs> uh, another one was, I don't fucking know, LOL. And the fourth one was the meth cooking RV from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not in great shape. <laughs> so, no, that is their only hope right now. Uh, and so the Ukrainians are destroying their supplies. An army cannot run. It's a very boring thing. You need, 
the ability to not only supply them, you need to be able to rebuild roads as you go. Apparently, these idiots didn't think about that. So uh, they are getting their asses handed to them. Every single fucking day. Excellent. All right. Another thing that uh, is confusing, and I'm getting this information because I've been following a bunch of professors who have been analyzing past wars their entire lives, like Phillips P. O'Brien, professor of strategic studies, University of St. Andrews. And one of the things that they were focusing on also, in addition to this logistics issue, is that um, their Air Force has not done any huge, massive campaigns. They only send out two planes at a time, and they fly very low. Why is that? They literally, likely the answer is that they literally do not have the capability to do that without getting absolutely annihilated. Wow. Because in order to engage in an operation of this kind in the year 2002, you, 2022, sorry, you need uh, a society that can support this type of thing. And they don't, they don't have that. They can buy, like many dictatorships, they might buy expensive, flashy armor and, and weaponry, but if you can't support it, it's meaningless. It makes them feel good doing parades. But that's what I've discovered, and that made me feel better. Also, there was a report from the Special Forces. They say uh, they're just basically stomping their ass all over. I know that's, like, not maybe the correct language to use about something so serious. But I don't know how else to process this shit. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's not like you're thirsting after Zelensky. This This description's better than that. And so, anyway, uh, things also, there's, like, tons of weapons flowing in, and the, today, the fur there's, like, 20,000 soldiers from around the world that have headed there. So, anyway, long story short, give this a couple weeks. I mean, the Ukrainians have been holding their own on their own, right, Jesus? Yeah. But with all of these things that are in motion... It seems like these fascists are going to have their asses handed to them in short order. In addition to, of course, Russia being completely crippled, crippled economically. Uh, I think it's going to be a whole lot more complicated than this. Uh, I just hope for less loss of life. Um, of course. Quick, quick finding of peace, less racism. Mm-hmm. And that the children who are being affected by this war, who it's not their fucking fault, um, all of the displaced children like find loving places to just find some solace right now because they really, 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 really didn't do anything to deserve this. And that all displaced children around the world actually get the same treatment that, you know, Ukrainian children um, are, are getting right now. People are really, really, really feeling for them. Um, and it, I, it, I hate that their parents had to make the decision of sending their kids away um, in order to keep them safe. And I hope that it shows a little bit of an example of why, um, because I, I know in this country, um, a lot of children were sent across the southern border um, from countries in South America, and those children were not and are still not being treated with any modicum of decency. And so I'm seeing some glimpses of that in this current conflict, and I and I just hope that folks are taking away with this that all children are deserving of that same 100%. type of treatment and and warmth and open arms and somebody to love them um but anybody who's a warmonger dude fuck you man i i just i just yeah. would like the world to just chill for like a month please and, and, and putin is and has been the head vampire okay of authoritarianism uh, and right-wing forces, which, of course, are always the most racist of all. Not to say there isn't institutional racism everywhere, of course. But in order to move the dial, someone like this has to be defeated. Because he's been poisoning democracies all around the world. You've been experiencing it. You've been living through it. Your friends and family have been misinformed. A lot of that actually does go back to them. To him, it's all part of his plan. 
in order to bring peace to those that was you know that's why we cry every day the images of when you see these images of children okay but in order to bring some peace it is true that the the russian army does need to get its ass kicked right now and um what is the connection between righteous retribution and hope well if there isn't any righteous re- retribution ever there can be no hope there needs to be some justice so we hope that they continue to kick their ass. I do, anyway. I can't say we. Of course. Uh, because they're victims. The Russian soldiers are, many of them, if not most, victims of this war. Their mothers are protesting in Russia about this. Yeah, they don't want this. There was that, there was that Russian tennis player, I don't know if you saw, who yeah. like, won a match and then went and wrote, no war, please, on the camera. And I thought that that was insane because I was like, I would not have it in me to do that, especially. No. Yeah. like. Bravery. Because Absolutely. people from yeah, people from Russia go missing for speaking out against the government, you know, and so yeah, yeah their their uh, police are walking up to people on the street there and asking to look through their phone. Are you serious? I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I saw a video of that. Yep. I mean, it's gone full fascist. They're they're now yeah. they're all reorganized. The, the cops yep. here do that too. <laughs> just, that is true. I just want to be Damn clear. It, Mary, come on, let's, let's keep our focus here. all the fucking time. That's why I keep saying it's it's more nuanced because yeah. you're seeing no, right wing groups um, in that are rising up in Ukraine and have been there and have been operating. So and then with the very blatant racism that we're seeing. Um, even in the, in in war, just to know that anti-blackness is still so fucking prevalent um, is saddening. And the I mean, black refugees are struggling to get out. Absolutely, they're being, being trapped put to the back there. Of the line. Absolutely, yeah. Um, are being profiled, taken off of trains no that are that. taking them to safety. Um, so I, I'm I'm seeing and we're seeing like a stratification of whose life matters more, um, and. It's really, really sad to see that even in a time of war, people can still put racism ahead of every other. Um, I I feel really, really a lot for LGBT activists in Russia who've been working for years trying to show people and show the world um, what the regime had been doing. And I'm, I'm... my heart is with everybody who's trying to stand up against this in some way, shape or form, because it takes, as Abby said, I think a lot of bravery. Um, and it's just fucking scary. The uh, Russian Orthodox church has endorsed Putin's invasion. Uh, also. So they're in line. They, uh, what did this guy say in his sermon? Um, he says Russian Orthodox patriarch Kirill unsurprisingly endorsing Putin's narrative on Ukraine in a sermon today. According to him, the West essentially organizes genocide campaigns against countries that refuse to stage gay parades. So they've got the church fully on board. Uh, And they're also using their state media to convince a lot of people there that they are doing the right thing. And they've, have you seen this Z thing? Have you seen this yet? On the vehicles? They're putting Z on the vehicles. They've got a symbol now. Mm -hmm. Right. They're news swastika for whatever reason that they've chosen this because it's Zelensky. I don't know, but they're doubling down many people and, um, scary shit to see. And it's sad. Zelensky put Putin on and his accomplices on notice yesterday that Ukraine will punish every scum who shelled our cities and people shot missiles and gave the orders. You won't have a quiet place on this earth except for a grave. What else happened? Oh, Marco Rubio was on a, on a Zoom call with him, and they asked him not to uh, share photos or screenshots on social media, and he did it anyway. Did you see that? But how is he going to brag that he's meeting with Zelensky? <laughs> this That's is why Marco Rubel, yeah. Marco Rubles was trending for a long time. <laughs> oh, Netflix is suspending services in Russia. No yeah. Emily in Paris in, in Russia now. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Probably good. Definitely a good thing. Definitely. <laughs> As the creator. Yeah. Can say. <laughs> Definitely a good thing. There was another uh, tweet that you had uh, about you realize you've been wearing uh, wedding saris 
all over the time. Oh yeah. 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 I sent that to my mom. Um, and she's about to be sending me new robes. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> of course. Of yes, course. Yes, yes. I, my tweets are a public service, if anything. Thank you for that inspiration. <laughs> that was really helpful. So yeah, that's what's been going on in the news. Just a lot of very serious shit, obviously, but, uh, that uh, I did find some reasons for hope, at least that like this evil bastard isn't going to win in his quest. Yeah, I like to... that you brought up the good angles. We need more of that, especially you look in the media. A lot of it is the bad news. If it bleeds, yeah, they it don't bleeds. they don't get into like, you know, they're, well, they're actually like sort of winning. No, I think you're right. They're focusing on the bad stuff, um, and of course, it should. But it's, to some effect, that's a good thing because, like, maybe you don't want the Russians like realizing that they're like. They're... Well, I, I imagine they have a sense of how they're really doing. I hope that this is true. I hope that these all these professors or whatnot are are right with their analysis that uh, whatever because fascism bad. Yeah, fascism is bad. You mentioned it things should be defeated. you know being different maybe in two weeks. I I I not even optimistic. Jesus can be that optimistic about things changing in a couple of weeks. I think it's going to take a lot longer than that. It's going to take a lot but, longer, but I'm saying like the tide of well, war. You know what I mean? Like just to turn the tide. Okay. Okay. I don't know. We'll see where we're at in two weeks. But I mean, damn, that's a lot of. Friggin' people and veterans and what money and weapons all going into one place. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you've been worried about it, hopefully you gleaned something from that. Sorry, everybody. I shared what I learned. Thank you. What do you think, Mary? I think it's a very nuanced issue. <laughs> and um, oh, of course, it's I don't nuanced. Know. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a very nuanced issue. It's a whole lot of bad actors, a whole lot of people who are suffering because of bullshit. Um, and I would like the bullshit to stop. That's mainly where I'm at with it. Um, I also hope that this calls out just a bit of American hypocrisy. Um, I'm saying American, but because most of our listeners are American. Um, but I just want folks to look at how their governments might be very similar to the ones that they are criticizing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say like earlier when I was like, I would not have it in me to do that if I lived in Russia. I was like, it's it's sometimes hard to criticize other governments when there's so much wrong with ours as well. And so mm -hmm. I try to include, I try to include that caveat. I'm like, when I criticize this government, I'm not saying mine is any better. If anything, I am Indian American, both, both countries with governments that really let down their population. So um, true, I true. Like. I do think that Putin is worse than most yeah. leaders because they yes, are bombing and killing civilians yes. by with. We, I mean, we do that too. We, 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 do, we do that, that too, too in Philadelphia, but to no, this no, extent, I'm talking like, I'm talking like, like drone strikes. Drone strikes. Yeah, this is like kind of. But but yeah. but here's the difference: they really try to get the right person a lot of the time. <laughs> It's great. Listen, I'm not saying foreign did you, policy. Did you, and did you hear how they were? It's how they very were, how they complex. Were tracking people. Yeah, no. Um, with the with the app. Did you hear that? No. So there's, no. <laughs> there's an app that a lot of Muslim folks were using um, because it helps you find the direction of Mecca when it's time to pray. Um, uh -huh. Yes, and no. they were buying app data. The U.S. military was buying that no. app data in order to figure out where, like, in the desert folks were oh, God. So, so that the drone strikes could be more accurate so again i say <laughs> america's you know um it, it i think the main issue again should be about do democracies attack except for that one time in iraq with george bush that doesn't count yeah so do they typically attack I think is the big issue here <laughs> there are people who've been I mean, just like the tennis player we were just talking about, Colin Kaepernick is a most recent example of a um, of a sports person who was uh, criticizing just a specific aspect um, that was alive in the country that he lives in and that he calls home um, and was was threatened. Justin, you know, he wasn't safe. Uh, his livelihood was uh I guess taken away again. I'm not caping for a man who's like incredibly well, like wealthy, and he's fine, he's I comfortable. Am. But exactly, like I, I just, I think it, 
it's helping folks to be able to see these parallels so that um, we can make even better criticism. You know where I see the parallel? I see a direct mm-hmm. line between Putin and their authoritarianism and the right wing in the United States. It's in the same way that we feel sympathy for the, the, all the good Russian people. There's a lot of good people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Who don't never wanted any of this. Absolutely. And it's that same right wing energy every time. Yeah. Everywhere. Not to say that there are bad people on the left. There's so much nuance, damn it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so that's that's my only point is which is why I know the person who is doing the review might not be listening to me particularly or just gets mad at specific mm-hmm. points because I'm actually very critical about both sides constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I think like when we shine the light on ourselves, like if anything, you're the most actually. Like, I'm not yeah, I'm, here, yeah. but um, I'm a straight up homer. Yeah, I I will say though that again, it still is. A testament to the fact that we live in a place where you can criticize the government. And even though that is reducing every day, um, they are banning books, I, and, and, you know, so but we, you still live in a place where you can do that. Um, and I think it behooves everyone to f- figure out more ways in which they can get active. That's exactly what I was talking about at the party. Um, how can you paint your own corner of the mm-hmm. sky blue, you know, mm-hmm. Um and if we keep moving in that direction, I think, you know, the world becomes a better place with when, you know, people commit to that. Um, but, yeah, now this isn't comedic, so I'm going to stop. Now. It's OK, though. Yeah, it's it doesn't right. always we don't always have to be on. Yeah. Is this are we painting our little corner of the podcast sky blue? I think, I think so. We are. Listen to the reviewers. Right. Not this one. But uh, so many so many people think the show has brought light to their day. Um, by the way, John Bolton, who was Donald Trump's, like, what, Secretary of State, uh, his last one, said that Putin was waiting for Trump to withdraw from NATO in his second term. Just to everyone that thinks, this wouldn't you have been, you can't be, you know, shut the fuck up. Yes, it would have. National Security Advisor, but yeah. Yeah, oh, was. National, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I rely on you for those details. Also, here's a joke I saw going around. What's the difference between a Republican and a Ukrainian? A Ukrainian defends their capital. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's time for Bless Might and Second Coming. Don't overthink it. Just go in. Go for it. I want to bless Abby for joining us today. Thanks so much, Abby. This was really great. And thanks for all the stories you shared. Really Thank wonderful. you. No, thank you. Yeah. Is this something I can do too? Can yes. I bless people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh. after Jesus, well, yeah, we'll go one at a time because now I'm going to smite. And this is where I criticize. I didn't set it up. I'm sorry. Today. This is the part. Of, yeah, this is the part of the show where we talk about something we love. We bless that or many things. We uh, we smite things we hated and we second coming. Those are things we want to see more of. This is a little yeah, exercise. Okay. Sounds so good. I will. Sounds good. Sounds I want to smite heaven, namely God's poor maintenance of the rainbow bridge. Oh, Shame on right. you. We'll get to work on that after recording. And second coming more loofahs being purchased by white people. Give it a shot or mm. even just a little rag you have. Sitting Wait, around. Jesus, do you use a loofah already? I do. I do. Oh. I have one of those ones. Oh, you see that, Mary? <laughs> I'm loving it for him. And I want everybody to follow white Jesus's example. Go ahead. I will, I will admit I did have to be talked into one of these, just like God has to be talked into one of these right now. It's just not I, something well, I was. You don't have to talk me into it. I'm that's down what I'm already. Why I, I'm, I'm be doing it already. Into it. Well, we I'm had to do- tell him no about it. Y'all gotta get sold. He just smite you, Jesus. He, no one had to talk me into it. I did it yesterday and the day before. Because I just y'all figure out lotion. It's gonna change your life. That's just ignorance. You know, I didn't have to be convinced. Lotion is gonna fuck y'all up. I got told. Wait, what's lotion? Oh man, I can't wait till you experience it. I'm so excited for you. We'll we'll talk about it offline. Abby, you want to take a swing at it? Don't overthink it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, I want to bless Lufas. <laughs> um, Amen. Grateful. Um, I want to smite fascism in any yes. form, be that American, Russian, any country. Um, All sides. Second, yeah. Second coming uh, of democracy. Uh, you know, um, I mean... Maybe, I mean, democracy lets us down a lot. So maybe second coming of empathy, perhaps, uh, you know, second coming mm. of 
looking maybe, uh, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if you've seen those clips on the news of, uh, you know, people accidentally or on purpose saying like these Ukrainians aren't like people in the Middle East or in the global South. They look like us. They're civilized. You know, they, they're using the word civilized oh. a lot. Um, so maybe second coming of empathy, like that, that's a very terrible thing to say about Middle Eastern and global Southern sure. people. But maybe seeing this happen to Ukraine will will open people's eyes to the fact that the problem continues every day because of Western countries. Um, and, uh, you know, so second coming of empathy, second coming of um, peace, even though it was there ever a first coming, I don't know, debatable. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hate to end on such a serious note, but uh, that is truly how I feel right now. Yeah, no, Serious times. Yeah, truly. Serious times. And, and uh, yeah, all refugees deserve, deserve the same level of support and love. And I will go, yeah, I want to bless you, Abby. I want to bless all of you. Thank you. For yeah. being here and getting through these these times together and bonding and getting to know each other. That's awesome. Uh, I would like to also smite fascism because I am biting your style. And that, you'll see that that happens during this segment. If you go first, it's really good because you get all the good ones. No, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I also want to smite racism and isms okay. in general are not good. <laughs> Thank you, God. Quote yes. Bueller. Thank you, Ferris Bueller. Uh, yeah, second coming. Hmm, hmm. More uh, stories from heaven at the top of the pod. That was fun. Yeah. I, even though it was my idea, I'll be the only one. To second <laughs> <laughs> I like it, damn it. Mm -hmm. I would like to bless Abby. Thank you for coming on. Um, you are a thank fellow. You, thank you. Yeah, terminally online as well. So I... <laughs> The people can you now should be believe. friends. <laughs> the people we are now. We're yes. homies. The people will believe that it's not just me. You saw the things too. Okay. Yeah, uh, I did. Appreciate that. So bless Abby. Um, I would like to uh smite um I don't know. Fa truly fascism in all its forms everywhere in the world. People who are cruel to children. Fuck you. Mm. Um and uh second coming. I can't wait till lotion makes it, man. Oh, it's amazing. In uh, my routine? Yes. I can't oh. wait. But I, I really am so excited for you. I'm not one of those people who's trying to gatekeep things. I, I want folks to experience my, I, all the good things in life. Does, is, you know? does Aquaphor on your feet count? Is that lotion? It does. It's sealing uh, it oh, in. Oh, I'm already yeah, there, it's, baby. It's sealing it. Oh, okay. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, but yes, baby. Marshall Punishment. <laughs> harsher punishment for below violators and world peace i'm kidding um but yeah world peace i like i know it's it's stupid now because all of the pageant people say it but right. really like some world peace would really hit right now bro. Yeah. Like, could we get like could we get some world peace can we get that just a bit yeah we will We'll get there. World peace. Thank you. Slowly but surely. <laughs> it's time for your new commandment of the week. Thou shalt not commit crimes against humanity. I should not have to say these things. Stop doing atrocities. I will fuck you up. The Lord has spoken. Oh!